0: And welcome to episode 18, or should I say podcast 18, of Let's Have a Breakdown. With me, Harry Acton. And me, Ali Mwanjak. So, Harry, how are you doing? Do you know what, Ali? I, I want to say i'm good i'm feeling positive we've had a we've had a good news week last week in the grand scheme of things yeah not bad how are you
1: yeah no no i i feel the same i do feel a lot more positive about things um you know Mm. i think really purely it's to do with the vaccine rollout isn't it you know and as of today um the government have managed to roll out 3 million owned over... It's over 3,800,000 now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a large number, you know, and by the end of the day, it could well be over 4 million. I mean, the figures don't update as quick as they're being given, which, you know, is it's actually quite a good thing. We can actually almost praise the government for managing you know on you know at the end of last week we saw 324,000 doses delivered in a space of 24 hours you know that's a massive figure the government was aiming for 2 million a week if it does that we are we're really on a, on a good a good stead, you know, and there's also talk of 24-hour vaccine rollouts being trialled in London in the next few days and weeks. So, it's really exciting, and you know, health self yeah, that's yeah,
1: 24 great.
0: seven. It's who knows what numbers we could get then, Ali, who knows? I mean, I'd have I'd have a vaccine at 3am in the morning. Wouldn't faze me at all. I'm, I'm off and up at that time of morning.
1: Okay, well, well, <laughs> uh, you, you, you can do it. You take one for the team, Harry, will you? I'll, I'll
0: take I'll take the early morning appointment. Absolutely. I will get up and well, my nearest vaccine center is a two minute walk away from my house. So I don't mind that um <laughs> oh, well,
1: check you out yeah so that's not 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 um not far for you to go then so no, have a nightlife for some yeah oh. mine is the later the mine is the race course which is just up the road so it's not too far to be honest but yeah it is exciting it is exciting absolutely so as they said they are hoping i know dominic Robb said in an interview yesterday as well as matt hancock that they're hoping to have 24 7 centers to ensure that people get their jabs um especially when it comes to you know working age people people like you and i so um that that'll be good Definitely. It will
0: be good. No, absolutely it will. And there's talk, isn't there, that the government's got this goal of getting all adults vaccinated by the end of summer, which is extremely exciting. But that is just for one dose, yes. which, of course, we, we still don't know on, on a slightly more negative balance. note, There are still calls from virologists, epidemiologists that one dose will not do enough to protect us. But as the government is arguing, one dose is better than no dose. That is their argument. So it is It is exciting, Ali. It is exciting. And, you know, we've still got over 40,000 cases a day, you know, coming in on average. So we do need this vaccine, but we cannot get complacent, I think is the key thing. It's great news. But we're not out of the woods yet.
1: No, we're not out of the woods. I mean, to be honest, we're still in the peak, aren't we? I mean, that's also yes. what Simon Stevens, the chief executive of the NHS, said. Um, you know, it, it really is. We are in the stage where we're still in the peak. Um, there's, you know, admissions to hospitals with COVID-19 every 30 seconds, apparently. So yes. there you go.
0: It's that I mean that figure alone is, is shocking. Every thirty seconds, according to um Simon Stevens, um, who's the head of NHS England, that, that you know, that is a shocking figure. That just shows the pressure that hospitals across England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland are under. These figures are for England, of course, but we can only imagine that these figures are similar in the other nations of the UK. It is Great news, it, it, you know. Not, well, not the va- not the admissions. The vaccine is great news, but these figures compare and show us the situation we're in now, as you rightly said. And do you know what surprised me, Ali? I mean, what ten months into the pandemic, we've now actually seen, probably for the first time, a comprehensive plan on how to stop coronavirus being imported into this country. Maybe you know, nearly eleven months after it first was I spotted know, in the country. Don't no, you mean you're
1: talking about the travel and quarantine UK? plan that has been put into place oh yes basically
0: everyone Um, must now isolate i know
1: you have to show proof of a negative covid19 test before setting off so that's 72 hours before you set off um this may be taken up to three days before the journey begins Um, the government Mm. says it will accept tests with at least 97% specificity. specificity. Um, (laughs) That's quite good to say that then.
0: No, one of both words.
1: uh, 80% um, sensitivity. Sensitivity, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, it it is about time. They're also saying that, you know, people, if they don't comply, will face a fine of £500 with Border Force officials carrying out spot checks so
0: you know we've about time that. about time
1: it is about time it, you know it really is and there are also talks you know like australia that when people fly in from certain countries um uh, that they will have to quarantine in hotels at the airports for two weeks
0: yeah. Or, you know, the government refuses to confirm or deny that. So I really wouldn't be surprised if we see that policy coming into effect in, in over the next few weeks and months. It would make sense. You know, even if we vaccinate everyone in the UK, we will still have the threats of countries that haven't vaccinated their populations and the threat of stronger vi- um, variants of the virus coming in. So it is a fine line to tread now, Ali. And look at the next few months could could certainly be interesting. But there is light which is such a nice thing to be saying and to be saying wow. it feeling positive inside rather than doubting what I'm saying. There is light.
1: Yes, there Lovely. is light at the end of the tunnel. And so this is really positive. I mean, there there are, you know, obviously some countries that do have a travel ban. And that looks like most of South America at the moment are not allowed into the UK. Uh, so, you know, that that's because they have found a new uh, variant as well to in Brazil, haven't they?
0: Which they is, have, um, yes, mm. Mm. and you know it could well be in this country, but I think that is probably, Ali, a discussion for another breakdown if it happens. But for yes. now, it's not a massive threat, and Touchwood, it stays that way.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the, the the point that you know we're making here is that you know vaccines are here. There's also talks about the French vaccine um that you know that, that might actually be approved this week as well. So, you know, we're we're vaccines are plenty and it does seem that the only slight problem with, you know, the vaccine rollout is the logistics, as in terms that people don't actually realise that each batch has to be tested. And, you know, just as usual, let's go across the pond. And the latest over there is a man has been arrested with a handgun ammo at D.C., Washington, D.C. checkpoint, which is the latest on the fallout and increased security efforts after the attack of the U.S. Capitol Capitol by pro-Trump loyalists and, you know, the, the the National Guard just sort of lining the streets at the moment, aren't they? Because, you know, we're yes. a couple of days away from President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration, which will be, um, should Wednesday. be... Wednesday. Yes, it, it will be Wednesday. It should be a a kind of exciting proper ceremony Um, unfortunately it's not going to be like it was when Barack Obama handed over the White House to Donald Trump because Donald Trump is going to be nowhere to be seen Um, thank goodness but you know it's uh, it it is one of those situations that unfortunately is already surrounding you know his presidency
0: yes and you know In the grand scheme of things, there are some quite shocking scenes just in the preparation for the inauguration taking place on Wednesday. The amount of security is mad. You know, 25,000 National Guards have been deployed. It's... It's worrying, and there's reports, you know. There's there's been scuffles over the weekend. See, this man was arrested on Friday. Um, it is it is worrying. It is quite worrying, and I think there's a lot of people in America at the moment who are extremely worried about the inauguration. But Joe Biden, President-elect Joe Biden, rather wants to push ahead, you know, with the with the normal inauguration outside, you know, for the public to watch. Um, but. You know, James Comey, who's the um, former FBI director, has warned that it's going to be a very dangerous time in the United States over the next few days. So, hopefully, by this next podcast, Ali, we'll be able to say that everything went okay. I really hope so.
1: Well, I but hope so as well that. because mm. you know it 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 is almost ridiculous. The fact is, you know, I mean. Joe Biden won the election fair and square. I know that there's still many Trump supporters out there, but, you know, I'd say the the trouble is, is, as Comey himself has said, you know, I mean, Trump has fed them a load of lies uh, about it being, I I think it's as many as, goodness knows how many states that they've, you know, had lawsuits in. And he's lost every single one of them because it, it is fake news, He did not win the election, you know, so um, unfortunately this is what we're faced with.
0: No, we are. And, you know, all these comments actually came from from Sky News. He he said these on Sophie Ridge on Sunday's programme, which is always a good one to watch if anyone wants a recommendation for programmes to watch about this sort of thing. (laughs) Um, I think one of the most powerful lines is he said that people, there are millions of people, tens of millions, in fact, caught up in a fog of lies. And he's worried there are armed, disturbed people who are in a state of mind where they believe their country is being taken from them, which is completely untrue. It's not being taken from them. And,. As he's also said, you know, the country has the capability, investigative and tactical capability on scene to protect any locations. Um, and any threats w- should, in theory, be neutralized. But the threat, as we've seen with the deployments on the streets, the amount of armed guard out there across the United States, it has to be taken very seriously. Wow. Well, and it does. Much- It is. It's
1: it's completely nuts. Um, You know, I mean, never have we seen anything like this before. Uh, You know, it it, is also, you know, very unnerving for everybody in the States right now, you know, because, as I said, we've got um, a new president Um, arriving in the White House on Wednesday and traditionally it should go to plan. So let's just hope it does go to plan. I mean, you know, it's um, Donald Trump is the, the second president, the only president to be impeached for a second time so um that that is going through now and really a lot rests on uh, mitch mcconnell who is basically the leader of um the republicans so let's just see what happens
0: yeah i mean that's all we can do and uh, you know just to kind of round this up a little bit, because there isn't actually much to say on the States. We're not going to talk about COVID over there. I mean, yes, COVID is still a real threat in America, a really real threat. But what's more of a threat at the moment is military action, literally armed militias on the streets saying they're trying to protect their countries when in fact you're endangering thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of lives. You know, this we could see some very worrying scenes. Again, it's all theoretical. It could be absolutely fine, Ali. Um, but, you know, even... Even our government over here, you know, uh, Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab was also asked this weekend about, um, you know, Mr. Trump leaving office. And he said, it's the job of the British government and certainly the Foreign Secretary to make the best of our relations with whoever is in the White House. We've seen some pretty shocking scenes in terms of Capitol Hill recently. And the Prime Minister has been very clear on all of that. So I think we can all we can sort of assume that the UK government is... um, looking forward to Mr. Biden's inauguration. You know, not that they're ever going to say that. No. <laughs> but yes. No, yeah. I
1: I think, you know, that, that they are. And also, you know, Mr. Robb said that, you know, Dominic Robb said that the government was focused on working with the new S. Administration on issues such as human rights, COVID 19, and climate change. And, you know, definitely COVID 19 and climate change and human rights actually have been sadly um, disregarded for- in the States yeah. for the last four years, shall we say. So, hallelujah.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens, but hopefully it's going to be a lovely, calm week. And bringing the news back from America, probably for the rest of the podcast now, there's not much else to talk about in America, really, um, as it stands at the moment. There are actually some interesting stats, Ali, we've seen this week from the Office of National Statistics here in the UK, which um, they've discovered that anxiety is at the highest level since April as Britain enters its third national lockdown. So levels of anxiety are at their highest, as said, since last April, when the first wave of coronavirus was at its peak. Some 42% of adults reported high levels of anxiety, the highest proportion since April 3rd to 13th, when 46% of adults reported it. So it's some very interesting stats there, which isn't surprising, Ali.
1: But... Well, no, it's not surprising, is it really? I mean, there, there is something to be said. I mean, I, I've worked with a lot of well-being people um over the years uh, and you know certainly covered a lot to do with mental health and i think the one thing that has come out of this pandemic as well is is not being able to have a simple hug with people
0: mm. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I
1: don't know about you harry but i'm a bit of a hugger
0: yeah i mean well, well I'm I, not do. I do i do well
1: no but i i am a bit of a hugger i always you know it's like you know if i i'd seen you i would hug you goodbye
0: You would. That is very true, and we've not well, we've not had that forever now. Um, No, nearly a year, nearly (laughs) a year, which is just bonkers.
1: Absolutely. Um, So, you know, and I think that it's it's really understandable. We've lost a lot of human contact because of the the COVID nineteen situation. Quite rightly, we can't you know go around hugging people anymore. So, um, hmm. and you know, it's no wonder that people surveyed between January the seventh and the tenth. Saying that they were feeling less happy, less satisfied with their lives overall, and were less likely to feel things that they are doing are worthwhile um, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm, it doesn't surprise me, Ali. I do. I, you know, I think I feel it as a key worker. I don't think I feel it as much as some people who who probably aren't leaving the house at all. Um, but it really doesn't surprise me. And you know, this study also analysed things like uh, well being, and you know, if people feel lonely. And you know, a further fifty six percent of people said their well being is affected by the pandemic, and twenty seven percent said they feel lonely often, always, or some of the time. And then more than three quarters. So they felt very or somewhat worried about the effect of COVID-19 on their lives. Mm. So it is it is sad. It really is sad data. And it, not necessarily surprising, but just I, I do feel for these people. It is so hard. Well, you it know, is so, today so is
1: actually traditionally known as Blue Monday.
0: Oh, of course it is. I completely forgot that. No wonder I'm feeling so blue, tired and blue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's Blue Monday. So it's after the build up ordinarily that we'd have for Christmas with all that excitement and then seeing, you know, lots of people, family, friends that we wouldn't ordinarily see. And then, you know, as we progress into January, but of course, you know, we haven't had any of that really. In the last year. So, yeah, it's, it's not surprising that anxiety levels and it, it's just also fear of, of the unknown. Um, and as I said last week, and I will say this again this week, if anybody feels that they need help out there, you can call the National Samaritan line on 116123.
0: No, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's not much else we can say on on, on these figures, but... You're not alone. You're not alone. I think as, we, as we've as we seen by these figures, you know, the majority of people in some cases are feeling like, you know, coronavirus is, is, has changed their lives. And, you know, as yeah, we said it at the start of the podcast, the, the vaccine is going out faster than anticipated. So a few more months and we might start to see normality. some normality. Maybe not international travel. I'm personally not getting my hopes up about that, but I'd be happy with just being able to go about my life normally in in england that'd be nice yeah but
1: definitely yeah hang on in there everybody Mm. we're we're you know we are at the height of the peak
0: it can only get better it can only get better
1: yeah Now, this is a very interesting piece of news, Harry. Um, As you know, I mean, the Dutch government apparently resigned on Friday. The whole of the Dutch government resigned on Friday over the child welfare scandal Um, to take political responsibility for a scandal involving investigations into child welfare payments that wrongly labelled thousands of parents as fraudsters. I mean, goodness.
0: it's it's one of those pieces of news that you look at and go no is that fake news that can't be right but no it is true and it's it's actually almost restores your faith in democracy that the government did resign these you know this was a complete mistake from the government and they have owned up to it yes and the prime minister himself actually said that we are of one mind if the whole system has failed we must all take responsibility and that has led to the conclusion that I've just offered the king the resignation of the entire cabinet. So, you know, it is it, it is shocking news. It really is shocking news. And I feel for those thousands of parents that have been labelled as fraudsters because of a government mistake. I mean, that's, that must have been a horrible situation to be in. Um, but it is also important to note that they are there was an election due. Yeah, they are compensating, but there was actually an election due anyway in a few months' time in the Netherlands. Yes. So.
1: And it looks like they're going to get back in as a coalition government.
0: Yeah. Yeah, more than <laughs> likely, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. But, it you know, it's good that they owned up to it, and it's nice. It's nice that they're compensating the people that were wrongly accused. I mean, I just feel those parents must have felt completely hopeless and lost. I, I don't know what would have gone through their heads.
1: Well, absolutely. Know. You know, especially at the moment, because we are going through a global pandemic. I mean, you know, they're, they're not exempt from what's going on over here either. So it, it must have caused a lot of confusion and frustration for lots of parents out there. But to be fair, you know, I, I do admire anybody who puts up their hand and says, do you know what? Actually, we we were wrong.
0: Yeah, You know, exactly. And as you said, the government has apologised for the tax office's methods that earmarked, you know, 20,000 parents, roughly around 20,000 parents, maybe a few more, um, as fraudsters, and has um, kind of earmarked 500 million euros to compensate those. So, but again, during a pandemic, as you said, that must have been so hard, especially when people are losing their jobs left, right and centre. I mean, in the UK and other countries, I'm not sure what the situation was in the Netherlands, but... Yeah, it's just, it's one of those bits of news that just makes you go, wow, how did this happen? But at least they've owned up to it. And, you know, we can learn from mistakes. The human race does learn from its mistakes. Oh, so,
1: Gosh, yeah, definitely. Ho- it it
0: hopefully this can't happen again. But that, I think that's the main thing. It, hopefully it will never happen again. Hopefully other countries like us with our welfare system can learn from what happened in the Netherlands.
1: Yes, I I think it's a good one. I mean, you know, we've completely bypassed um, school meals, haven't we? But yeah, I mean, it it is, you know, there is a lesson to be learnt here, isn't there?
0: It's time, Ali, for probably some of our listeners' favourite segments. I know it might be your favourite segment, Ali, the entertainment segment, which this week... There isn't much entertainment, but I hear Bridgerton is is capturing the stage yet again, Ali.
1: Well, do you know what? It's got 63 million listeners from 63 million different households. Um, listeners. Viewers. Um, uh, viewers, it- rather viewers, oh. sorry, listeners. Gosh. Um yeah, I've got sixty <laughs> I've got listeners on the brain, Harry. Sixty-three oh. million households have tuned in from Christmas Day, this is across the globe, to watch none other than Bridgerton. Um, I suspect that they have as many American followers as they do UK followers, because obviously it's Netflix. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it really, really has been tipped as, you know, something that is going to be huge in terms of a popular period drama. And, um, you know, there there's seven other books, eight other books, sorry, that uh, Julia Quinn has actually written um, oh. around the Bridgerton family. So we're expecting to see that Series 2 was due to start it, start um, being made in March of this year, but obviously because of the pandemic, they can't do that. Um, they actually use Wilton House, um, in
0: Wiltshire, near Salisbury. I was about to say, Wilton, that's Salisbury, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Blimey, that's that's very close to home, blindly.
1: Yeah. yeah, it is. Mm. Um, and the other one is they use the range in um, Greenwich Park. For not not the, the
0: supermarket, the range. No no, Harry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not quite, yeah. Can you imagine? Um however I mean people are going absolutely crazy for the the man that, that plays the Duke, which is Reggie Page, um Reggie Jean Page, and um the, the Duchess is um You have to watch it, Harry. It's Phoebe Dynavore. So people are absolutely going crazy for both of them. And, um, you know, obviously she plays Daphne Bridgerton and he plays... Uh, Simon Bassett is actually the Duke's name. So, um, ah. and there are talks of, you know, is there an off-screen romance? I don't actually think there is. I just think that, you know, people are, there, there is a really good chemistry between them and they have said publicly to to many different media outlets that they are actually become really, really close friends. Um, as right. There's also some very intimate scenes that happen, <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's keep it pg let's keep it pg right. <laughs> it's netflix after all we know what yeah, they're yeah. like yeah they're um, pg pg definitely but um you know as i said the, this has been tipped as the next biggest period drama still not got quite many as viewers as the crown has had which was at 70 78 million i think but um it wouldn't be su- surprising if you know you looked at the figures in another month's time and those figures had gone up again
0: Well, we are in a lockdown, so I'm not surprised people have taken to Netflix. Um, But yeah, it's always nice to see a British period drama doing well, even if Netflix is an American company. You know what? And the writer, the author is an American as well. So there you go. There you go. It's this funny, funny world. But as always, Britain taking global stage with our are, you know, arguably the best acting in the world. I'm sure I'm going to get angry emails about that.
1: Yeah, um, you are going to get angry
0: emails yeah, about that. It's personal, Harry. honest opinion, that is. Honest opinion. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. opinion. I don't agree um, with
1: you entirely, Harry, so... <laughs>
0: It wouldn't be in entertainment <laughs> section if it wasn't controversial. No, of um, course, of course. Of so, course not, of course not. But, um, but yeah. no,
1: you have to watch it, Harry. I have to say there's something in it for everybody. And, that, you know, I mean, right. for those of you who've watched it, you will know that, you know, part of the plot is about finding out who Lady Whistledown is. And she Let's not is,
0: give any spoilers.
1: No, no, no. Well, I mean, people have probably seen it all over the internet. I'm not going to give any spoilers, no. But who is Lady Whistledown? If you think back to that period in the 1800s, um, you know, it would have been seriously um, downcast in society if you had been a woman and writing about, you know, society.
0: Yes, she would have been. Very true. Very true. Um, sorry, if any of the listeners can hear some very loud purring, Tinkerbell has decided to um, wake up from her nap on my lap. Um, so I do apologise if anyone can hear any purring. Um, Hi, Tink. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's here. I think she's been a loyal podcast contributor for the last 10 episodes, probably. She has, Every time, actually. Straight yes. on Yeah, yeah. It's
1: all in um, the purr, Harry.
0: It's all in the purr. All in the purr. All in the purr. In the purr. And, oh, Tinkerbell, honestly. Um, but anyway, Ali, I'm sorry to distract you there, but... Bridget, so I'm sure we're going to have more Bridgeton reports over the next few weeks, but is that, I don't think we've got any other entertainment news, have no, we? This week? We not, haven't not got really. any other
1: entertainment news, mm. but you know, I will keep my eyes and ears peeled. And if if I see anything else that, you know, is a must watch, so. Um,
0: we'll yeah. see what comes so up. So I, I see should what set, comes
1: set your homework, Harry. You've
0: got oh, to watch if I've a, got time an hour to do that. Bridgeton.
1: Before well, I'll, try, I'll
0: try. I'll try my busy schedule before Sunday. Um yeah, sorry as well to our listeners. Of course this is a day later than normal operations. Um I've been extremely busy. It's my fault. So if you get angry at anyone, it's me. Um but yeah, we'll be back at our normal time on Sunday, Sunday afternoons when we normally publish this podcast. And in the meantime, feel free to get in touch. I mean, Ali, do you want to go into voiceover mode and share Um, the deets?
1: So breakdown at forthenow.co.uk or you can find us on most social media channels at Breakdown With Us. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. And yeah.
0: think that's it think that's it i mean yeah you know we try we try um but for all of our lovely listeners i think it might be time to sign off and hopefully we'll come back on sunday with some more positive news let's hope definitely yeah but for now i'm gonna say bye ali bye listeners and we will be back on sunday
1: take care stay safe out there